0: This is Success Beyond the Score, giving insights and tips to help you learn how to build your music career from the best in the field by Millicent Stevenson. Millicent is a multi-award winning saxophonist and endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads. She is currently serving on the Executive Committee of the Musicians Union. With over 40 years experience in the creative industry, Millicent has honed her performance and business skills. She provides personal development training and coaching via her online platform, successbeyondthescore.com. Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're well. And welcome back to episode two of season two of my podcast, Success Beyond the Score. I'm Millicent Stevenson. Now, today we're gonna pick up where we left off with Tony. And uh, Tony's going to tell us about his career highs and lows dealing with personalities in the studio, um, home and work life balance. And his five tips to help you develop into the producer you want to be. If you're just tuning in today, you'll be wondering, who is Tony being? Well, let me just tell you, Tony is the CEO and founder of 5am Records. He's an international artist, developer, songwriter and record producer who has worked with major record labels such as Polydor, Motown and Warner Brothers. Now, just one little thing. This recording took place using Zoom over the internet because of the social distancing requirements in the UK. So you will notice a difference in the audio quality. But there are fantastic experiences from Tony to help build your music career. So here he is, Tony Bean.
1: We don't need those. we just need one. Low is low. Can I name names? No, I can't name names.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to name names, you go ahead. But, uh, oops, no, my name names. but obvious, uh, you on the courts, not one. me on the courts. You go to court if you mention names. Not there me. are
1: some obvious ones that I think I will just, all I have to say is there are some obvious ones that everybody will know about. Okay, go on. <laughs> they were quite public and I'm not okay. going to talk about them. I think one of the one of the lows was was when I had my first the first record deal we got yeah um, got messed about or got messed up by the singer that I brought in
0: yeah
1: um, and it really within sort of two months
0: yeah
1: um, they totally lost their heads by me bringing them into this situation where it was like oh could you sing this song for me. Mm. Coming to coming to my house at the time and, and singing this song, doing a demo. And then within a couple of weeks I was phoning them to say, Do you want are you interested in having a record deal? And they were like, What? A record deal? Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I threw some I threw that person into a world that they just had not imagined. Yeah. And it completely blew their, their minds in some ways about signing an actual record contract going down to the record company having this signing party and oh my god i'm going to be an artist and then it was like within a matter of weeks i think they took us out to dinner a couple of weeks later and this a certain singer yeah. um completely threw one um and the record company sort of looked at me around this dinner table and went uh, what's going on here is there a domestic situation and i'm thinking no there was never a domestic situation and there was a whole inquest, in, suffice to say, that, that the first record deal I signed stalled
0: oh.
1: um, within a matter of months. And I think that was a real low point.
0: In, when you say they threw one, one, do you mean they they were angry, upset, they had a mental I, breakdown?
1: I think it's a mental <laughs> breakdown because this the singer that I, I asked to, to sing, hmm. I literally asked him to sing the song for me and I thought... I could form a group out of that yeah. because it sang the song. But the, the the company like the demos, I thought, oh, let's okay, come on board. We're gonna we're gonna have a record deal with this yeah. and we we're gonna be involved. Now my lawyers at the time said to me, You should have just you should just feature this singer. You shouldn't bring people into something that you and Mike ah You should have just brought them in as a feature. Yeah. Me being me, uh-huh. wanting to be very fair, said, No, let them have a piece of the record deal. Uh-huh. They get part of the advance as well. And my lawyers were hitting the roof because they were like, are you crazy? You're just giving money away to somebody that's just sang a song for you? Yeah. And I think that did it. And basically, as I say, they the, the, the fit they threw at dinner was, why is Tony writing all the songs? Why is he the main person in the group? Wow. And at that point, I had executives looking at me like, have you had an argument? Is there something going on? I'm saying, I have. Not had this discussion with this guy. I don't know why this is happening. But, mm. And he just threw a feet at me and said, I don't know why he thinks he's the leader of this group. Like, oh Michael, <laughs> God bless him. Mm. <laughs> you know how fiery Michael is. Yeah. I was I was trying to hold him back to say, Don't <laughs> the place to go for it. Just yeah. leave it, leave yeah. it. We we'll sorted out afterwards. And yeah, yeah, that's how it was. It was well. just a case of I think. He felt, because he was a part of something now, it was a case of, okay, I'm in on this now. I'm the lead singer, so why is he leading the group? Why is everybody yeah. t- t- telling me about what we should do? Yeah. I'm the lead singer. Suffice to say, just didn't go any further because the record company came back to me and said, you are the one we're interested in. You're the one that we want to produce stuff. And hence why I went on to start production rather than groups.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So did you, I mean, coming back to like band dynamics and even. Studio dynamics because obviously you have people coming in to record whether they're part of the contract or you just ask to record them or whatever. But how do you cope with those personality sides of people? Like obviously in this case, this person got a deal and they thought, right, they want to be in the driving seat, not you. But you know, do you have some divas and divos and you know, do you I I can't mention any names again.
1: I don't want to get No, no, we won't mention the names. But uh... (laughs) working for the label was interesting because there were there was let's just say when I started working in the industry at Polydor, it opened my eyes to how much drugs were in the industry. Oh,
0: really?
1: Um, One of the first sessions we went to in London. (laughs) Um, It was a I can't remember what studio it was, and um, walked in me and Colleen and Michael and. the first thing they said to us was, again, was, "Oh, there's a runner here for you, and you know whatever you guys need, you know whatever you want, you just tell him and whatever." So we sat down, and they we're like, "So, are you? Do you guys need anything?" We were like, "No, we don't need any tea or coffee." And mm. the guy said, "No, but do you need anything?" And we were like, "No, we don't need any tea or coffee." And he was like, "No, anything else to set the day off?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh!" Oh, I see what you're talking about. Right, okay. No, we don't, we don't do that. So, And that was my introduction to the whole, wow. it's, it was just a natural part of, this is part of the provision. Um, you know, you obviously got to set yourself up for the day. What do you want? Um, it's horrifying to think that, you know, you're talking about people that, not just artists, but people that work in the companies as well that do it. Um, It's just a natural thing to do for people to say, relax and chill out and have a good time. I mean, you talking about studio time, there were times that people turned up to the studio um, not in the best of condition. Really? um, Couldn't sing properly, couldn't remember lyrics properly, um, saying, I'm tired, I've got a bit of a cold, I think, I don't feel well. Um, and then coming back in a few minutes later and going, oh, I'm feeling great again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got a little help. <laughs> oh, I mean,
1: no. we, we had a no-tolerance no policy in yeah. our studios. So whenever we worked, um, the one thing we always used to abide by that the only thing that smoked in the studio was the music uh-huh. and did no type of drugs, no type, we didn't want anything to do with it. So people obviously had to go somewhere else to do that. If they wanted to, that's their choice, but not in front of us and not in our vicinity. Mm. But um, so obviously we saw Jekyll and Hyde situations with people coming in wow. tired, then coming, going out, coming mm. back in the to the and go, oh, we are refreshed. Yeah. I'm yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. I can see <laughs> come on, let's get with it. <laughs> like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I guess you have as a producer, then you say you have to be um, very tactful with dealing with personalities.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, you, you. I think as a producer, you become a psychologist practically, oh, yeah. Um, I've I found over the years that I do so much more talking in the studio to people, especially when you're doing a project and you, you need to, or writing and producing, and you need to write with somebody. And you've got to find out what they're about. Um, You end up getting so many life stories and you realise that people, wherever they reach to in in their careers, they're just people. Um, They have the same fears, they have the same anxieties, they have the same pains, they go through the same trials. Um, And all these people that, that many people look up at as celebrities are just people with the same problems, the same anxieties as them. Um, and same fragilities as them. So it, it really does open your eyes to realising that, you know, you become a cancer. You start talking to people about their lives, about situations in their lives, and you start finding out a lot of private business, some which you don't even really want to know. Um, but um, you have to be careful how you deal with people in, in the studio. It's It becomes a real... Um, because it's such a cocoon and people get very disarmed, or can get very disarmed. I think in our studio, it's a very relaxing environment. We, we really make people relax. Mm. So it's never, we've never run a commercial studio. So it's never run by the hour. Um, and we always say that to people, we start working with them, don't look at the clock because we don't run by the hour. We're not paying by the hour. We, we work out by the project. So however much time it takes, mm. that's what it is. Come yeah. in, chill out, relax. And so people get very disarmed. So you, you have to be very careful how you deal with people in that environment because they do, they are very disarmed, especially in our sort of environment.
0: I think it's, a, it's an interesting point because, you know, people, I'm a obviously a stage performer, so people see me mm. on stage or they see other people on stage and there's this, like, persona they attribute to you. And if they ever see me off stage when I'm not on stage, dressed well, or even like this, people are like, where's the hair gone, where's the nails gone, where's the lashes gone, and they expect this kind of thing, but yeah. we're just human, aren't we? We're yeah, just exactly. a normal, I would say to people, I'm still Millicent. You know, yeah. people who know me, I am Millicent, that's it. I'm that not, not person, on the, with the, um, that's my job. You know, yeah. that's my job, this is me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and,
1: and you, you you have a normal life. Yes. Not, it's not... You're not always on stage. You cannot always be on stage. You cannot always be the performer at home. Yes. You don't walk around with dressed up in your makeup with a saxophone. <laughs> you, are, you are a mom, you're a wife, you're a sister, you you're a daughter. You have to be all of those things, just like exactly. everybody else does. Exactly. But I think people because they get a glimpse of your persona on stage, mm. that's what they see you as for. Forever and the day.
0: Yes, um, that's right.
1: The danger, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, and there, here's, another, here's another thing in terms of you. I mean, you've you've worked with Kelly Rowland, you've worked with Usher, you've mentioned Kenny Thomas, and all, you know, you've worked with Warner, Polydor, all these big names. But what about the mundane? You know, once you've done a studio work with <laughs> Kelly, or even maybe she's talked to Beyonce, and you might say, hi, Beyonce, through <laughs> the video thing. And then... You go home to your wife and then it's a mundane, you know, there's the, the dishes to wash, the bin to put out, the bathroom that needs fixing. How do you balance the mundane? <laughs> you,
1: you know what? I, I always say to people, when when the one leveler I have and I've always had is my wife, because she, from day one, she has never been impressed by me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have seen It's absolutely fantastic. It's yeah. And a lot of people would think, Oh, your wife's your biggest fan. I'm like, No, I can come home and say, Guess what I meant today, Stevie Wonder?
0: Mm.
1: And she'd be like, Really? Mm. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, uh, or do you know who I just worked with today? It's like, Really? Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's and, and even when I when we first started in the industry, there were certain things she'd come to, mm. so we'd have parties down at Polydor and she'd go, Oh, who's that over there? Is that
0: Kylie?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that is she on the same label as you as well? Yeah. Oh, is that oh, is that Misha Paris? Yeah.
0: Oh. Down to earth. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, I'm not,
1: yeah. It's okay. They're just people. So, so she's a great leveler. Yeah. So I don't nothing I've ever done has been this great big, oh my gosh, yeah, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it just levels me. I come home and it's like, yeah, it's just Tony me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whatever
0: he's done, he's I think, I like... think that's kind of good because you know it helps to bring you back down to earth in a sense doesn't it because yeah. if you came home to a home environment where it's like who did you work with today and what did you do and that you'd still be up high in the clouds when do yeah, you come yeah. down yeah, yeah, you know and I don't <laughs> know if that's when the drugs thing might kick in for some people because you need to be able <laughs> yeah. to sleep and to wake up which yeah. some some artists do in it they take a drug to yeah. wake up and a drug to sleep but yeah you know so I think I, I, I think it's a good thing I mean I I don't know if you, but it's, it's
1: a grip on. I think it's a grip on reality. It's, mm. it's a grip on reality to have somebody that is not impressed with you. Mm. And and to be honest with you, I thought bringing her into it when I first started it, um, when I first started working professionally and bringing her down to London and her seeing certain things was going to be. I think the only thing she's enjoyed is that sometimes I'll I'll say oh, I've got tickets for this, so we can go and see somebody or meet somebody, mm. and that will be. You know oh yeah that's nice that's great mm-hmm. but it's it's I think it's a great level of it that like you say to to actually have somebody that's going to give you that whole cheerleader thing all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. you lose a grip on reality and yeah that's the problem when you have a cheerleader that's there all the time you're just going to lose a grip on reality yeah. You're not gonna be you can you would be the millicent on stage all the time You'd exactly. That yeah. millicent walking around with your saxophone, and everybody's gonna go, "Oh my gosh, Millie, you're so great!" Yeah,
0: you're
1: gonna be home like that. Yes, <laughs> <well>? it's true. <laughs> and,
0: I, and I have to admit when I do meet when I do meet the odd fan or two on the street or wherever, and they start fawning. I just feel like. Uh, I just want to be normal right now. You know, I, I, I like normality. That's my job. Yeah. You know, not for the stage. <laughs> Sorry, fans, but that's the real me. I just like let's be normal. You don't want to be up there all the time, you know. It's like you just need no. to come down. <laughs> so you cope you're with the mundane very well, I think, is what you're saying. You can come home yeah. and you can be the, the husband and the yeah. father at home and not really the job doesn't take over.
1: Um, no, I think the kids were the kids in the early days the kids were that i think my son alex had a good time with it because he got to see certain things and meet certain people um and it was fun for him to take pictures and Mm -hmm. have sort. you know his his childish sort of time with things it was good for them but again because of how my wife was she kept them very grounded with it so it was just a case of oh yeah that's what dad does and sometimes it will give you those perks yeah back to real life you're back at school tomorrow you're back at this you've got your homework to do so it was (laughs) it was never a case of oh this is going to be the sort of celebrity life it was always just a case of oh that's what he does and yeah that's a nice little thing that you can do but okay back to
0: reality this is it but is there such a thing as a celebrity life is that real or or made up or what is
1: that? it is very much a social media thing okay um it's um It's a social media thing Um, for a lot of, a lot of so-called celebrities live, have to live the mundane as well. They Mm. have to do the everyday things just like everybody else does because they eat, sleep, wash, Mm -hmm. just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to have their clothes washed. They have to do the cleaning or get somebody to do the cleaning. Mm -hmm. But the mundane has to be done as well. So I think because people, again, like you said, you said a very important thing. People see a snapshot of you on stage um, if you're going to post pictures of you at home on your sacks, dressed up um, <laughs> sitting on a sun lounger and you're putting these pictures up all the time, people are yeah. going to think, oh, that's how she lives.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know <laughs> so,
1: so people, people tend to put up these pictures on social media that portray a lifestyle. Yes. Um, which are only snapshots. They're, they're five second videos or 30 second videos or a picture that shows one instant in your 24 hour day, which for the rest of the day is very mundane, but very. that, one, that shot looks really good. That's right, I, that's right. I it, I, there isn't a celebrity lifestyle, there isn't oh. one. Um, and, and people that think there is, you're deceived into thinking that. When, I, when we're doing the promotion side of stuff and you have to go around hocking yourself around to radio stations and you have to jump out, do this 30 minute interview, jump in, back to another radio station, down to this TV station, do another interview. That is very slugging work. It's not glamorous. It isn't at all. You eat at the wrong times. You sleep at the wrong times. Your schedule's all messed up. You're at the beck and call of um, promoters and the beck and call of of, of, um, record company staff. Your life's not your own. And it's, it's not a celebrity lifestyle.
0: Does it does it um, play havoc with your health in any way or your mental health, having to have that disruptive calen, um, schedule?
1: Yeah, it does. And mm. that's where the drugs come in for people mm. to stay up, and mm. stay buzzing, um, feeling like they've got something to give all the time. Um, that's where a lot of that comes in. You need uppers to do stuff because you're tired, you're drained. You've got no private life and you've got no private time for yourself either. Mm, mm. And it becomes a treadmill that people get on. They, especially the music industry, used to very much used to be and still is um write, record, promote. Write, record, promote. And that treadmill doesn't stop.
0: Mm. Um for the five years or one year that you signed with them. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't stop.
1: You're literally on that treadmill all the time. Mm. So literally there is Very few times that you get to spend with family, friends, or whatever. And what people don't realise is that your friends' lives are moving on. They're getting married, they're having relationships, they're having children, they're doing other things. And there's you on this treadmill, and everything else around you is moving in different directions. And you're on this treadmill where you're just churning out stuff. And everybody's expectation of you is that you stay on that treadmill for as long as you can. That's why so many artists break Mm. that's
0: really sad it's really sad Mm -hmm. when they break
1: yeah and that's why i say i think the independent side of things now is is a much more reasonable way to do because you handle your own career you handle your own time Mm. Um, yes it is hard work you would know doing it independently Mm. you have to put your hours in
0: you do yeah
1: it's all down to you so you again, your business doesn't stop. It doesn't sleep. You're constantly having to do your business. But at the end of the day, come the day that you say, I want to take a day off, you have nobody to answer to. That's true. You, you don't have to ask permission <laughs> to to go to your child's play at school or hmm. do you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. have to ask permission for that. You oh. don't have to go to your child and say, I'm sorry, man, I can't to your Christmas play. I've got it. You don't have to do that. You can actually say, oh, no, I'm stopping today. This is what I'm doing today. Mm. Um and that's that's the 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 blessing of being an independent artist.
0: Yes. There's a lot to say for that champion that well look we're <laughs> we're coming to the end of this interview. I've just got two questions that i need to ask and the first is you've already given some tips and advice throughout this interview but are there can you think of three other tips and it might be based on your 30 years of experience that you want to give to um up-and-coming producers or existing producers or artists but what were those tips that you would give to anyone who's wanted to have a full-time career in music again obviously it's lockdown it's covid Mm -hmm. um but yeah what what kind of tips would you give just three if you can think of those
1: Um, obviously the hard work ethics, the the main thing, um, you have to put the hours into what you do Mm. Um, so that whether that be writing, production, practice, but put the hours into what you do, um, into the the gift you have, whether that's your voice and instrument, whatever it is, put the hours in on that. Mm. Um, make sure that you are, again, invest, I can't say enough, invest in yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, do not expect that everybody else is going to invest in you before you invest in yourself. Don't be looking for a lucky break. You have to make your own fortune in a lot of ways. Put yourself out there. And when you do meet people, be prepared to have something to give them, be able to point to somewhere for them to listen to what you do, Um, see what you do, hear what you do. Don't be walking around saying, I've got a great idea, it's in my head, but I need some money to get it out, and I need help getting it out of my head. Mm -hmm. Get the idea down, get your sounds together, get your production. If you're a producer, start to produce stuff that people can hear so they can listen to it and say, oh, okay, I get where you're going. I know I can hear the talent, I can hear the gifting. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Recording equipment's quite reasonable now. You can get digital recording equipment for your laptop. Get some equipment, start recording, start producing people. Um, start working at your craft and don't be afraid to invest in yourself. You've got to be the first point of investment. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically network, treat everybody like somebody that is important. Don't just look at the man in the suit and think, oh, that's the person that I need to head for. I need to speak to him. I'll disregard everybody else around me because you don't know, um, I, I was taught a very early lesson um, with the first guy that signed us to Polydor. He, um, he was very sharp in the way that he dealt with people. And I remember he, he, we, I had a, an offer of a publishing deal from Warner Chapel, and um, we were going to see the, um, the, the execs at Warner Chapel. And the, the, the guy I was with who signed us at Polydor he introduced us to the guys at Warner Chapel. He said, "I'm just going to ring ahead. Um, I need to make an appointment for another day as well." So he was on the phone, and I heard him say to the secretary, "Oh, hello, love. How are you doing? Oh, I brought your birthday card. I'm going to come in and bring it to you." And he was talking to this secretary, and and she was saying, "Oh, so, you're so kind. You're so lovely." And and I said to him, "She was in a receptionist, wasn't she? Do you know her?" And he goes, "No, I've got to know her though." And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I treat everybody brilliantly. He said, I remember all their birthdays, yeah. all the meals on reception. Yeah. I always remember their birthdays. Bring them in a card. And I said, there's a there's a reason for this, isn't there? And he said, yeah, because you know what? When I need an appointment with somebody, they get it for me. Yeah. They never say to me on the phone, oh, he's busy, he's in a meeting. He said, They'll say, I'll get him for you. I'll make sure I get him up. And he says he gets appointments every time because he treats the receptionist great. Yes, and I thought, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very. And they loved him there. He walked in, they knew his name. Any appointment he wanted, those receptionists would get him mm. And they'd never say to him, Oh, it's busy. Yeah. it's busy. Call that later. They'd always say, I will get you an appointment there. Yeah. So it's a case of everybody has value. Treat everybody well. Network well with people. Never treat um people as, Oh, you're not important to me. Because you don't know who they are, and more to the point, you don't know who they're going to be. Yes. And people can rise through ranks, and you will see people that might be the cleaner one day, might be the vice president the next day. So treat everybody with respect, treat everybody with value, because at some point, they're going to be important to you.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's re- when you're networking, always remember that everybody is somebody.
0: Yeah. Brilliant points there, Tony. Brilliant, brilliant points. I just want to squeeze one little question in r- r- about that. Obviously, people are going to p- invest in themselves; they're going to put the time in on all that. Do you have a tip about balancing family with work? Because obviously, if you've got if you're working for yourself, if you're DIY, or if you're signed with a label, any little maybe just one tip about balancing before we wrap up.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's um, it's it is more. Um, I think it's it's easier now to balance that because you can work from home. I mean, in the days where, where we, I had to go to a studio to work, um, now you can work from home. You've got a laptop, you've got software on your laptop, you can do stuff with, you can email at home, you can do all your, you can Zoom meet at home. Yeah. But it's it's a lot easier to do that and find times in between stuff, in between family times. And I think it's also important to set aside designated family times. I've always tried to keep my weekends free. And I know that sounds stupid as a producer, yeah. but I do work weekends and I have worked weekends and a lot of weekends I have worked, but I try to keep certain weekends free. I was always able to take my kids to their sports lessons. I was able to, um, I always tried to fit in school runs and people think school runs, you yeah. do a school and I'd leave the studio and do a school run. Yeah. I honestly would, because I found that that was important for me to pick my child up and say, How was your day at school? How did you get on? Did your teacher do this? Are you okay? Are you happy? There was sometimes I had to go into school and see their teachers because they'd come out unhappy and incidents had happened. So I think it's really important that you fit your career around your family time. Yeah. Make designated family time, make designated times when you can spend quality time with your family. And whether that is to say I'm going to make sure that Saturdays I try to keep free or Sundays I try to keep free a Sunday afternoon so I can do something, then do that. But always remember that this is a career. It's not the most important thing. Your family are. Yes. um, They are the most important thing. That's why you're doing what you do.
0: Yeah, because they're, um, they're the ones there when you're ill. They're the ones you come home to, yeah. you know, and they're the ones that are going to keep you grounded, you know what I mean? Exactly. Not exactly. the job. <laughs> the job's you're, just going to take, take,
1: take. They're the, ones that put, they're the ones that put you on stage, really, yes. because if, yeah. if for all your fans that see you up there and say, oh, I love what you do, mm. if your family didn't support you and if you didn't have them around you, you wouldn't be on stage for people to see. Exactly. They're the ones that, that, that are supporting you. When you have a bad day, they're the ones that talk to you. They're the ones that encourage you. They're the ones um. that, because we all have our ups and downs in this game. It's not it's not always on the mountain top. Um. And you're gonna need people that are around you to say, you know what, You've, you're have there, man. You can do it, you can do it. You can push through this incident. You can push through this season. You can get through. So I think it's important to invest in those people as well. Invest in the people that have got your back, which is your family.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: designate time I'd I'd say strictly designate time for them
0: fantastic yeah fantastic oh Tony that's brilliant I have really enjoyed this interview it's my first (laughs) one (laughs) (laughs) and I know there's some technical things I'm gonna have to sort (laughs) (laughs) out. yeah I told you you had a lot to say I know you had a lot to say yeah, no, no, no. So listen, uh, where can people find you? I don't know if you want people to find you, but is there any place where people can check out about who we are, where? we
1: are currently reconstructing our website because we've we're in the middle of a build which again COVID has hit us. So we're building a new studio at the moment. Okay. Um, which is a bigger place for us to have a, a bigger live room and that. Mm-hmm. Um and that's been hit because we're supposed to have had soundproofing done. So 5am is under a big reconstruction at the moment and the website's www.5amproductions.co.uk okay.
0: yeah
1: um, and we're constructing a new constructing a new site for that but you can get in touch with us through that as well um that's the best way to get in touch with us brilliant
0: brilliant okay so you know you may have people checking you i I don't know but at least Uh, 5am productions.co.uk and it's been great talking to you tony for years but this was really good i love this (laughs) amazing (laughs) i hope you enjoyed tony's story and got some great tips for building your music career So listen, join me next week and meet my next guest on Success Beyond the Score. And while you're waiting, check out the previous episodes, maybe listen to Tony's again, you might hear something else, and grab yourself a free copy of my booklet, Revealed, 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. And you can get that from successbeyondthescore.com Okay, that's it. Bye for now.